Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> National security correspondent Jennifer Griffin has that part of the story tonight live from the Pentagon. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Fred. Eyewitnesses in the Donbass say that columns of tanks and armored personnel carriers with Russian troops have begun moving into the Donbass. U.S. officials are waiting and watching to see if those troops go beyond the Donbass. U.S. officials repeated tonight the president will not send U.S. troops to fight in Ukraine. Everything that has occurred in the past few hours indicates that Vladimir Putin has no intention of backing down and that all of Ukraine is in his sights. I don't believe it's a bluff. He's assembled the right kind of, the kinds of things that you would need uh, to conduct a successful uh, invasion. Every indication is that he's preparing for a large-scale invasion. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and General Mark Milley were at the White House today for meetings. Now Putin says he's sending Russian troops to serve as, quote, peacekeepers in the Donbass areas that he just recognized as independent. This is Putin's opening gambit, and he will want to see the response from the U.S. and its allies. Putin has options tonight militarily, but if Putin opts for a full invasion, the justification of which he laid out in his speech today, here's what we can expect to see. Electronic war combined with cyber attacks will disaggregate and paralyze the Ukraine government and military. Anything on the communication, GPS, or magnetic spectrum will go dark. This period of pre-assault fire would then be followed by salvos of ballistic missiles, those Iskander missile units in Belarus. Russian fourth and fifth generation attack aircraft will then flood the airspace. Think blitzkrieg, waves of attacks that will look like U.S. shock and awe at the start of the U.S. invasion of Iraq, targeting air defense systems, commanding control sites. The next wave will include tube artillery and rocket launchers, likely in the wee hours of the morning. Then he will insert his special force forces who we are told have target lists of Ukrainian journalists and civil society leaders. Tonight, Brett, we are witnessing the beginning of the end of the post-Cold War architecture, which ensured a rules-based order, stability, and respect for the sovereignty of nations. The world must now brace itself for what follows. Well, I guess the time has come. It looks like uh, two territories that Russia says our open game that they belong to them they're moving in there moving tanks and personnel in there so i guess the invasion is beginning i can assure you that under president donald trump this would not be happening in 2014 russia tried to invade ukraine under obama now in 2022 they're trying to invade or they're actually invading ukraine under joe biden the difference is leadership. President Trump's persona, they knew that he was a leader. They knew that if they tried anything like this under him, that he would react to it and take care of the situation. So they just lied and waited for the right moment. 
The right moment was your next Democrat in office, that they know no matter how much talking they do, no matter what front they put up, they'd be able to get away with the invasion and ultimately, hopefully not, but ultimately get what they're looking for and conquer Ukraine, and Ukraine will then be under Russian control. You know, the world is so much less safe right now because of the decisions that are being made from the top. The U.S. used to stand for the world police. When things like this happened, everybody looked to the U.S. to take care of the problem. There's no point in looking this direction anymore because all Joe Biden is going to do is say they're going to put sanctions on Russia. What sanctions are you going to put that Putin actually cares about? There's nothing that this man could put in place that Putin's going to care about because he can take all the resources from the Ukraine and he's going to enrich himself even more by taking over that country. So what can Joe Biden do? You know, if you really want to put this into perspective, we funded the invasion. I know I know, it sounds weird, but we did. We funded it. Because Joe Biden lifted any sanctions that were on Russia, and he also allowed them to start to sell oil to Europe again. And we are currently buying oil from Russia because Joe Biden stopped all of our oil production. The country has had money coming in at an unbelievable rate, so we're funding it. He didn't have the funds available for an invasion this size prior to Joe Biden. So congratulations to the Democratic Party and the poor leadership up top that thought it was a good idea to allow Russia back into it, let them start producing oil, let them start selling oil. As a matter of fact, why don't we just start buying oil from them instead of making it ourselves? Because you just enriched that country enough to the point where invasion became a real possibility, and this is where we're at. Now, Joe Biden says they're going to put sanctions. Again, what what is the, what sanctions are going to even bother Putin at this time? It's amazing. You watch left wing news versus right wing. Obviously, one's pulling one direction, one's pulling the other. It's to me when you watch left wing media, they're trying to. A lot of them are trying to make this look like. The United States is really doing all it can, and we're really going to drop the hammer on them with these sanctions, versus the right is like, uh, get ready for the ride, because it's about to get ugly. When she's talking about the warfare that the Ukraine can expect, cyber warfare and everything else, I can assure you Russia, as far as cyber warfare is concerned, we're going to get impacted by that also. You don't think they're going to attack us as well? Hell, under Joe Biden, they've already hacked one of our oil companies and their lines and their oil line. Joe Biden didn't do anything about it. (laughs) He bought more oil from them. Oh, man, it's so dumb. Just keep funding them, right? He didn't do anything. But we are going to be impacted by this as well. We're not going to get away from this unscathed. We're getting dragged into this just like everybody else. This is what happens when you vote for somebody 
based upon you thinking you like them because they're a nice person, which I don't even know why anybody has that idea about Joe Biden throughout his entire political career. The guy flares up, he's arrogant, he's nasty to people, he's got his nose in everybody's hair, and the way he gropes children is just disgusting, he should cut his hands off, okay? I don't know why anybody thinks he was this nice guy, but his policies are absolutely horrendous for America. On the other hand, nobody liked Donald Trump because he says what he feels, and he talks the truth, and he calls out people for what they are, so you didn't, they didn't like him and all of his mean tweets, but if you talk to most Democrats or independents that voted for Joe Biden, it wasn't Trump's policies that were a problem, it was his little mean tweets and the way he spoke. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I just, these are the consequences that we are all now going to have to face because you put an incompetent, weak person in the White House that nobody respects and nobody's afraid of. All right, going with something that kind of plays off of what I just talked to you about, oil prices climbed on Monday, pushing it closer to $100 a barrel. Uh, The price of Brent, the global standard, nearly rose 3.91% on Monday, up to a whopping $97.20 per barrel, the highest since 2014. Are we seeing any similarities here between Obama and Joe Biden? Because every, every problem that we're having with inflation or prices being out of control, it's always under the control of Democrats it just, if you can't see that, I don't know, get some glasses. <laughs> um, many traders believe it's very likely to push well above $100 a barrel fairly soon. Over the weekend, ministers of Arab oil production nations met uh, to discuss production levels. They said that they agreed upon that OPEC Plus should stick to its current current plan to add 400,000 barrels of oil per day. Organization of the Petroleum Export Countries and allies led by Russia agreed on February 2nd to support a moderate rise in output. The Biden administration has been pressing U.S. allies in the Arab world to increase productions in hopes of holding down fuel prices and perhaps tempering inflation. The prices of oil is up more than 24% since the start of the year. (laughs) We're we're only at the end of February. It's a heck of a jump. Uh, the, the Arab ministry more or less told Joe Biden that they're going to stick to the plan and they're not going to increase oil production. The, I mean, again, you're, you're buying oil from people you don't need to be buying it from. If we were producing what we were producing under President Trump and we were selling to the world, we control the price of oil. You can keep the price of oil down. And hence, everything else, heating, cooling, gas, it's all going to be less. So we're going to pay less. I can tell you right now, be ready. Gas is going to go up. In the state of Florida, we're averaging, uh, at least in South Florida, we're averaging a little bit above $3.50 a gallon for regular fuel. Seeing what the price of oil is right now, uh, $5 doesn't seem unrealistic anymore and to me that's unacceptable and if you are part of the 
middle to lower class or you're in the poverty level and you have a car, you're going to have to choose between buying stuff from a grocery store to feed your family or filling up your gas tank so you can continue to go to work to make money to feed your family. That's where this is getting to. Not to mention, production inflation is now standing at 9.7%. Inflation last month was at 7.5%. Where do you th- what do you think the uh, producers are going to do? You think they're going to absorb that cost or you think they're going to pass it on? Let's be honest. They are going to pass it on to us. So be ready for another inflation jump. It's going to make it even more expensive to feed your family. Fuel costs are up. It's more expensive to put fuel in your car, to get to work. Up north in the wintertime, a lot of people use oil. A lot of people use fuel to warm their homes. Get ready because that bill is going to get even worse because of poor leadership, poor decisions in the White House. These people should not be running anything. Joe Biden shouldn't be there. By all accounts, the man should not be there. But this is where we're at. It's unfortunate, but we're all going to have to hunker down. You're going to have to make sacrifices because we have limited control on what's happening right now. Inflation, it's going to hurt all of us. Gas prices, it's going to hurt all of us. I can't imagine what a gallon of gas is going to cost in a state like California. I can't even begin to imagine. In some parts of California, it's over $5 a gallon right now. So what's it going to be? $7, $8 a gallon for regular gas? <laughs> Who can afford it? Average vehicle holds around, what, 15 gallons, give or take? Times eight? <laughs> oh, it's looking real great for you. You're going to pay, what, 120 bucks a tank? And that's just your average car. You start getting into trucks and and vehicles that have bigger gas tanks that hold 22 to 25 gallons, or maybe it's got dual tanks and you hold 40 gallons. Oh, who can afford to fill them up? Piss poor leadership and the destruction of our country. It's right in front of our face. And the next story I have for you shows you where these people's priorities lie. Because this is what they think about, rather than paying attention to inflation and what's happening overseas and our border and gas prices and taking care of real issues. No, they're worried about President's Day. Politico released an article on Monday entitled, It's Time to Cancel President's Day. The publication made a case that President's Day is not woke enough and it does a disservice to history and is less a show of genuine respect for American history than an insult to it. More specifically, the article uh, targets Donald Trump. It says Donald Trump makes the holiday irrelevant just because they don't like him. That's why it's irrelevant. The presidency itself, like so many aspects of American culture, is now in the middle of an ideological crossfire between left and right. Is there a way that the center can find its voice in arguments about the presidency? Politico's response in the article is, yes, there is. A good way to start would be to cancel the day we mark today, President's Day. The name suggests we honor Lincoln and Washington, no less than Richard Nixon or Warren G. Harding or Donald Trump. In its conclusion, Politico asserts that we should keep a day off to reflect on lessons of the American past, such as George Floyd's murder, 
real history, as they quoted it, and ignore the holiday that includes Donald Trump's presidency, which is a mythological history and invitation to arrogance and complacency. (laughs) Okay, that's dumb. But the whole point of me bringing this up was to show you where these people's priority lie. Politico wants to do a piece about canceling President's Day because they have such a deep-seated hate for Donald Trump. No other reason. You see that in there, the main reason they want to cancel it is just because of Donald Trump. That's what's important to Politico. Inflation, everything else that's going on in the world gas prices, what's hurting common everyday Americans is not important. It's important to waste your time, energy, and effort on attacking President's Day because you don't like Donald Trump. There's also another little bit to that, that at least the way I view things. Getting rid of President's Day would be the equivalent to erasing history. And if you want to socially take over any country, one of the main things you need to do is erase history. You can't have people remembering what happened in the past. You have to rewrite it to fit your agenda. So if you get rid of President's Day, you would eliminate us honoring all the presidents of the past in hopes that we will forget that we have had good and bad presidents, that we've had fantastic and magnificent presidents, and we've had some real bums in the White House. You need us to forget all of that and focus on social issues, like they pointed out, like George Floyd. That is how they get you to forget history and then change it into what they want it to be, more of a social thing. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to spend my time honoring a criminal who overdosed on fentanyl or whatever the hell he was taking. Was the situation a mess? Sure. The whole situation's a mess. That's what we have a court of law for. It got handled in court. Whatever happened in there is the way it is. Beyond that, I'm not going to honor a criminal. I'm sorry. The reason the guy was getting arrested anyways is because he was doing another illegal act and trying to pass off a fake $20 bill so he could purchase something. You would rather me honor that man because it fits this whole social justice nonsense that you people crave for. You want me to honor him, but not all of the great presidents of the past. First of all, I'm not going to do it. And secondly, this shows you, it really exposes their agenda that the government and left-wing media are working together to continually push this agenda that they have to transform this country into what they want it to be. Well, not under my watch. Uh, you know, the whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing and hopefully alerting people, and maybe you're listening to people who are smarter and better than myself, and I hope you are. You know, I don't claim to be the best at all. Yeah, you know, one of those guys that's uh, jack of all traits but master of none. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's where kind of where I fall at. However, 
I hope you are listening to better people and it's just awakening people. That's the whole purpose behind this because not on my watch, I'm going to be an annoying alarm for people so that they go out there, pay attention, and we all work together to preserve our country because I would like to think that the majority of Americans, no matter what your political affiliation is, that we all still love this country. That would be my guess and my hope. All right, one more. Uh, former White House doctor and current first-term Texas representative says that former President Barack Obama sent him a scathing email for suggesting something that many are demanding, giving Biden a mental acuity test. <laughs> yeah, he needs one of those pretty badly. Uh, in a podcast with Republican Representative Jim Banks, Jackson said Obama, his former boss, while serving as White House doctor in his administration, sent him a scathing email shortly after tweeting about Biden's flubs. He just tore me up, Jackson said. Obama wrote an entire page about how disappointed he was in me and how it was beneath me as a physician and beneath me as an officer in the military to be attacking Joe Biden like this. Jackson went on to say Obama told him it was a betrayal of trust that he and his administration had put in him in me. Jackson himself was the one who allegedly had former uh, President Trump take a cognitive test to quiet the critics. The Western Journal reported Trump answered all the questions correctly. However, when Jackson, who is arguably the most experienced individual when it comes to the health of the President of the United States, suggests Biden take the same test, Obama is livid. Biden often stumbles during speeches and has often confused multiple stories or made up fictitious ones altogether. Most recently, Biden said he was a lifeguard at a lake that doesn't even exist. <laughs> It's so dumb. Uh, Biden is also the oldest uh, person in the White House at 78 years old. I know what it takes, or excuse me, I know what the job entails, both physically and mentally, and how demanding it is, Jackson said. And I can tell you right now, I am 100% sure that Joe Biden is incapable of doing that job. All I know is he's got age-related cognitive decline, right? He's not mentally fit right now. He's 78 years old, and you can see it, Jackson added. I think all presidents, putting aside that Joe Biden is showing serious signs of having problems, I think all presidents should be tested regularly for their cognitive uh, functions. I don't think that any president should be above that, no matter what age you are, because I agree with him. You are doing a job that... It's funny to watch. Most presidents, when they go into the White House, they look youthful and young and their hair's not real badly great. And when they come out, it looks like you got chewed up, spit out, and aged about 100 years. So I know that that job has to be a beast. And that's why all of them should be tested. Because of how difficult of a job it is and how important of a job it is. Because you can see under the current administration, how it directly impacts all of us. So I think we have the right to say, hey, this guy don't look like he's firing on all cylinders. Give him a test. If he can't pass the test, then we need to talk about impeachment or removing him because you need somebody up there that has their wits about him. Biden's most important thing to him right now is finding out where the nearest ice cream parlor is. <laughs> because that's the only place 
that he seems to always be at. I don't know what it is with him and ice cream, just like Nancy Pelosi with her fridge full of ice cream. These people, that's their thing. It's I like ice cream as much as the next person. But them always being at an ice cream place or having this big stockpile of ice cream in their house, it's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know. At least to me it is. But yes, all of them need to be tested because the only thing that Joe Biden is capable of doing, like I said, is ordering his own ice cream uh, at the uh, ice cream store. All right. Well, that does it for me today. It is Wednesday, hump day. If you're hearing this in the morning, you're on your way. If you're hearing this at the end of the day, you made it. Um, if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Gab or Parler, I'm at The Real Little Joe. CloudHub, I'm at Little Joe CC. If you want to check out any videos I do, you can go to YouTube. I'm at Little Joe CC or Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. If you would, please rate and review me five stars, preferably. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> we'll do it again. Oh, 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 oh,